Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spoken to Your Taste, a verbal restaurant where variety is treasured and delivered in hefty servings. I'm the guy who can switch between Verg Bro and Verg Ho, but you can just call me Brad. And I just got my COVID vaccine, so you can call me COVID vaccinated Mel. Aha, ha, ha. I know it's been a while since we've all gotten together on our very special podcast. We don't have any fans. But we don't do it for the fans. Of course we do. We, there's I'm just, just not kidding. that many of them. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we do it for the fans. <laughs> there's just not that many of them, though. I was going to say, we don't do it for the fans. We do it for the fam. <laughs> yeah. It's a very humbling fan base. It is because it's really like our family members that watch. Shout out to y'all. And then it's also our very close friends who do too. Not watch, but listen. I said watch. Yes, and then there's that tiny, tiny population of specifically you people who come here just for the sound of my voice. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody listens to the podcast for Brad, nobody listens for me. <laughs> that's not true. Mel, that's not true. You're really funny. I promise. What you been up to? It's been a while, huh? When was our last episode? <sighs> December, right? Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, guys, here. In December... We attempted to record an episode with our family. We were excited. Our family was excited. Indeed, indeed. But then we came across some trouble. Lots and lots. Mostly my fault. It's okay. There are just, you know, technical difficulties. And we did do it, like, during a party. Uh, we were definitely intoxicated. I think I shotgunned maybe three or four White Claws before we decided that we were going to record. I'm with you on that. I think I was just about the same amount of cans in. Yeah. Um, if you ever start a podcast or ever record anything with your family at a party, don't. Especially if there's drinking because there's going to be fighting, yelling, and a bunch of kids' TV shows playing in the background. Emphasis on the kids. <laughs> and the fighting. Oh my goodness. Shout out to our cousins who attempted to record that episode with us. Hey, and um, no hard feelings, please, because next time we visit, whenever that will be, let's try again. Quieter room, maybe not while we're partying and drinking for those who were of age, you know. I think we were so blasted. That we talked about chicken for like almost an hour. So comment down below, guys. Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's, depending on where you are and if you have both. Oh, and what's your favorite sauces? From Raising Cane's, I like the I like the cane sauce. <laughs> and the hot sauce, too. They have good honey mustard. Right! And this is going to be so disrespectful to myself, especially. But Chick-fil-A sauces are pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm an ally, so I actually don't. You're an ally of Chick-fil-A? How? So I don't eat <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Um, but if we're being honest, I love the Chick-fil-A sauce. Exactly. It's okay. If you get Polynesian sauce, you're whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get that enough. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been, it has been a very long time since we've sat down and recorded. There was a time, I think uh, last month, where we tried to record and... We just couldn't get any words out. Yeah, the hmm, I don't know why the vibe wasn't there. There's just a lot of stuff going on in the world. We're in a panoramic, so it's kind of hard. This this is this shit's not bussin'. 
Stop. <laughs> I swear, guys, comment down below. Is Mel using bussin correctly? But I'm just gonna start by saying no. Bussin. Anyway, <laughs> we do hope that you guys have had a fair start to 2021. I know a lot of us out there are grieving some kind of loss, any type of loss, you know. So regardless, my heart goes out to you. Shout out to those who have gotten their vaccines. May you be protected for the rest of this global panini until one day we begin to see a decrease in cases and whatnot. Can't wait to have guests on the on the show. You know, it's hard because of COVID. So as soon as hopefully if everyone gets vaccinated or as soon as we know the state of the world is better, we can have some guest stars on the show. So that'll be fun. But like Brad said, I do hope everyone's having a good 2021. 2020 was very rough, and I hope we're all able to recover from the mental and physical and financial stress that 2020 and even a little bit of 2019 has brought on to us. So let's make 2021 a good one. Speaking of, you know, 2021 being very rough on our mental health, how has it been for you, Brad? Um, well, I would say that let's go, let's, let's go back in time a a little bit for me. I didn't realize how much crazier shadow work was actually going to be because in 2018, that's when I started getting into some sort of habit regarding shadow work. Do you know what that is? Okay. In the simplest way that I can put it, it's basically looking at your dark side. All the parts that you probably aren't proud of. Basically stuff stemming from past traumas and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I dabbled in that. I dabbled in that. So I kind of started just looking at myself more and realizing my shadow parts. And it wasn't until 2020 where that really got, when that really shifted into gear. Yeah. um, So when you say like shifted into gear, are you talking about more so like like your healing process or more so making it like your shadow what did you call it shadow work yeah your shadow work like your truth from what i learned it's you simply imagine yourself as the age that you were experiencing those traumas that you still carry with you you picture you of that age standing in front of you now and then you just you just give yourself a hug you know you say i love you it wasn't your fault Forgive yourself for needing to endure so much of that and carry so much of that without getting as much support and whatnot. And knowing that you are in a much better place. So you're accepting your trauma? Coming to peace with it. Okay. Making peace with it. And has it been helpful? Yeah, so when I say shifted into gear... Just a few months going into the global pendulum, I was just dealing with stuff in my life. And those situations were really shedding light on my personal emotional reactions, insecurities, just stuff I would project onto the situations. And realizing that there's the difference between how I process it in my head and what is actually going on in front of me. You know? Yeah, I get that. But aside from that, just having more time for isolation and really just thinking to myself and knowing that 
I am here now, and I forgive myself, and I forgive others, and the only thing I ever deserve is just high vibrational love. Finding that within and emanating it out. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can kind of see that in you. Like, I can kind of see that you've done, you're have done. you doing better uh, in your life um, emotionally, I feel like. Because I felt maybe in the past, um, you were a little more uh, to yourself. You didn't really like to speak up on your feelings or maybe what was bothering you. But do you think because you're coming to terms and seeing all this trauma in your life it's kind of helped you as a person to be able to do things you never thought you could before well yeah and the only way to actually do that is by not letting those past traumas define you Mm -hmm. yeah i was just opening up to eileen about how i'm still hesitant on getting closer to my close friends they already know enough about me but There's still something that I've been afraid of allowing to finally come through. But I think for as long as as I'm being honest about how I feel, then I I believe it's been getting better. It's just that with a lot of my close personal relationships, there's a lot more potential that can be unlocked. And I can't access that with them if I don't allow myself to on my my behalf, you know? Mm -hmm. I totally 100% get what you're saying. It's hard to i hate like i don't want to say like trust issues you know what i mean yeah but it's kind of hard when you know your friend when you had past friendships and they didn't give you the opportunity to have a voice for yourself or if you did find the time or the need to want to talk to somebody about something and they just disregard everything that you say you know what i mean or you're not talking to people to get like advice or something you're talking to th- or to get their opinion you're talking to them because you you want to because you want to feel better about what you're going through and then some people just think the only way to make you feel better is for them to speak up about it but that that's not the whole point of you wanting to speak out to them yeah not necessarily it's just i With going through so many rocky, not really emotionally or mentally permeated friendships, is that I can't feel really comfortable unless I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. And with that, I've learned to kind of build like a an unconscious tier system these days. Like I want to say trust issues, but it's like learning that you shouldn't project that onto future bonds that you could have with people Um, you leave it with that one person because you don't have trust you shouldn't have trust issues Mm -hmm. with anyone else you should just have trust issues with that person if if that hasn't been reconciled or i mean that's if you want to but just knowing that even for myself i have to respect my own boundaries too and if i'm not comfortable talking about certain things just yet with that friendship i just want to give it time but it's not necessarily just time, but it's those attempts at creating deeper connections so that you can continue building upon trust and comfort and safety and judgment-free zones. You know what I mean? So you're, so when it comes to not being able to be able to speak or be honest mm-hmm. with friend groups, it's 
yours doesn't stem from the reactions. It's just more so stems from how you feel about talking about it. Well, okay. So first, this came in phases, basically. It's like I went through my childhood traumas. And then my first test with like interpersonal relationships was school. But I didn't really have any friends as close as I did until I got to high school. And, you know, it's the abandonment issues. And I wanted to be able to open up 100% to people. And I would talk about like situations that were happening at that time in my life, not about my past. And then that's when I realized maybe they would want to put their full two cents in or they'd want to, you know, kind of criticize me or worse, invalidate my feelings Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. then that's what kind of like broke me down and closed me off. But going back to Eileen, for example, in the first phase of me and Eileen's friendship, when we like after we met through you and we would all hang out and whatnot. Um, yeah, I could sense a good vibe, but I w- we weren't fully opening up to each other. And then came the birthday thing. And then we all recover. And then from that, everything's just like a beautiful incline, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. Like we've definitely have gotten closer to her after that. Yeah. And from there, I was able to really open up to her about stuff and she was able to do the same and we felt very safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so for me to understand that I can recover like personal bonds like that, it gives me faith that if I'm closer to anyone than Eileen, then I shouldn't be as afraid to speak my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. no, I totally, no, I, I totally understand that too. Because usually in friendships, when you have falling outs or you fight, um, it's really hard to, for you, for not like not you yourself, but like in general, for like people to either gain the trust back or to even want to keep trying. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people will say that they forgive you, but in reality, what you did or what they did is always going to be in the back of your head. And it's really hard to recover from friendships like that if i guess if nobody forgives and moves on and we're very lucky shout out to eileen and micah for you know my babies being really great friends because it's really rare to find people you know who will accept you for your faults and who will give you that time to explain yourself and and give you a chance you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because not everybody has friends that are as loyal as that yeah we're a very compassionate bunch and i'm very grateful for us Yeah. yeah Yeah, um, I've never had friends where I could just, you know, make my own mistakes and them not only letting me be accountable, but also them also seeing their own kind of accountability towards it as well. Exactly. Because when you have friends that only point fingers at who is the problem without fixing it together, then it's not going to work out. If that makes sense. Yeah, for the most part, everyone needs to hold themselves accountable. Yeah. I mean, you know, the birthday thing. We every, we were all accountable. For, exactly. For, <laughs> for something. something. Yeah. But if there's anything that I learned about falling out or falling off, two things, two things. Number one, forgiveness doesn't require you to face that person. Forgiveness is an internal process. Mm-hmm. And reconciliation is an option. Yeah, definitely. You don't have to. If you know in your heart or in your mind, whatever, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with agreeing with within yourself, that 
maybe it's gonna happen again or maybe you know that or maybe you just feel like you need to stay in a friendship or relationship just because you think it's right then maybe it's not (laughs) you know what i'm trying to say uh basically if you have to second guess like why you're still in there yeah it's almost like oh i've known this person for so long we've been through so much like we might as well still be like together or still be friends but if there's still like a if you're still hurting then you don't have to like reconcile but i feel like people just do that just for the sake of like their friendships or their friend groups just to have still have that like social circle but you know because we've had friend groups where you know things hit the fan and it could have been easily said and done and we could have all forgave each other because it was very i guess childish little things that happened but we knew that it wasn't good for ourselves to go back yeah i've had you know multiple falling outs with eileen and um Mm -hmm. definitely going to ask her before we put this in but i've definitely had a few falling outs with eileen and it could have went one way but it went another and i'm very grateful for that because we know where we stand with our friendship. And it, we didn't stay friends just because we've known each other for so long. We stayed friends because we knew our purpose together. And we knew that it was, you know, we were, we were meant to be friends. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, we weren't just meant to be, like, friends for a short time. We were, we were meant to be friends for, you know, not to be cheesy or, like, corny, but we're, you know, we're family forever. And the more I look at our group, the more I feel like things are just piecing together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're related, you're close to Eileen, and somehow I'm fucking close to Eileen as well. And then fucking Micah's awesome ass is in it. Oh, yeah. Micah holds it down for the group, <laughs> honestly. Like, Micah is definitely, like, our... Would you say she's, like, a mama bear? Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> that. I, w- I, di- I didn't know how to say it without saying, like, mom. It's, it's ironic, because she is the youngest. Yeah, but she really does hold it down, and... You know, I'm very grateful for Micah, too, because she does keep us humble and grounded in our friend group. Because without her, we would just have, like, countless pointless fights, I think. Yeah, because you and Eileen are the fire signs. You guys are the fiery ones, and Micah and I are, like, the earthy, watery ones. Yeah, and you both both see that there's just so much more to life than arguing. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, and then also with with micah she she knows when when to argue and when not to she definitely picks her battles yeah and i have so much respect for her for doing that me too could i just mention okay you know one time i was in the library micah comes in she's upset she has an issue with someone because of how they treated her and it wasn't until like 10 15 minutes later she's on the phone with them and she's just telling them how she feels and gosh such power i wish (laughs) i wish i i wish i could do that because i I guess i have so much pride sometimes or maybe i'm shy i don't know what it is it Mm. could be it could be me being shy or me having too much pride but sometimes i just when things hit the fan i just sometimes i'll just like let it go Mm -hmm. you know or i'll just be like i'll just act like it didn't happen damn but when i know that i need to fix something especially if it's something that i feel like i did play a huge part in being wrong at because i'm not afraid to admit that i'm wrong right and nobody should be you know of course not but 
you know, sometimes you just have to be either the bigger person or don't be anything at all, you know, to that person. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, pretty much. How much of your power do you want to give? And you make sure you do it because you care. Yeah, and it's, it's, up, it's also like, do you want to waste your energy on all of this, you know? Yeah. Who are you willing to drain your battery for? Or, yeah, who are you willing to invest your energy in? True. Yeah. That's super true. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You want to take a break? Yes, let's take a quick break. I got to go ask for permission if we could talk about this. <laughs> All right, and we're back. So, Mel, I know for me, like, I have been digging as deep as I can and just throwing out to the light. Something tells me you might be on the opposite side of that spectrum. And maybe now's that time to do it. What do you mean? Have you been feeling? Oh. <sighs> mhm. There it is. I don't know, like Yes, you do. <laughs> Come on, just let it I now. think You know, I think in uh I know we were just talking about friendships and stuff, but I think in like when when it comes to friendships, I think I'm doing okay, okay. you know? Good. I have the people I'd like to be around. Shout out to Katie. Could I just say shout out to Katie? Yes. I love you. I miss you. And you're a dearest friend of mine. <laughs> See you soon. But uh, I think in like friendships or any relationships around me, I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, I think more so uh, 2021, 2020 has really made my mental health drop a lot. Um, in not in a way where I don't feel like I can express my creativity. Okay. But more so in a way where I feel stuck. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But I don't think... Like, a lot of people feel that way within their careers or with within what they're doing in their lives and all that stuff. But mine is more so, like, in my head. Uh, and, like, of myself. It's not about, like, where I stand in my career or what I want to be or what's going to happen after the pandemic. Mine is more so, like, who I am as a person. Right. Yeah. Like, like what I was saying earlier, I was like, I, I love my life. I do. I 100% love life. I'm living it as best as I can. But I do have days where I do not really like myself. Okay. And I think that's where I'm in right now in my life. And I can't explain why. But I think a lot has to do with me wanting to be a better person, which I try to be every day. Um, but also realizing my faults that I do a lot. I think I cover up a lot of my trauma with humor. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes I uh, take that out on other people. But, you know, I think every day I'm trying to be better. Um, I noticed a lot lately that I um, have lots of anxiety. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to be better, honestly. So, okay, tell me how you feel about this. So, personally, what I interpret as stuck is you getting to this point in your life when you're probably outgrowing, you are outgrowing this stage in your life and everything that you have carried, whether that be blessings or pains or traumas and whatnot this is kind of the 
the transitioning phase where you take all of that and you include what works with you going forward and you leave behind what doesn't matter, what never mattered yeah. to begin with. I, I think I'm having a hard time letting go of who I used to be. And that's I think fine. and I think that's why I sometimes hate myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because I think I'm trying really hard to still stay true to myself, to who everybody knows me as. Right. But I'm also slowly trying to transition into the person I want to be. Exactly. The person you deserve to be. Yeah. like, And I think the reason why I'm having such a hard time with transitioning into that person is because I feel like people won't take me as genuine anymore. But that's the thing. We, as natural creatures evolve Mm -hmm. we're supposed to evolve and you have to realize that you expand when you step out of your comfort zone yeah so i personally believe that the people only matter are the people who are willing to step out of their comfort zones not with you but alongside you because we only deserve to keep evolving and growing and feeling more comfortable with our inner being And knowing that we are the only ones who will understand who we are to like to our core. You can understand yourself better than anyone else ever can because that's all that should matter for you. Yeah, it's kind of hard when there's always these arguments about when you hang out with friends or when you hang out with people you haven't seen in a long time. And they're like, oh, like you're different. You know what I mean? And when people say that, like, like, oh, you're so different, like you're not like how you used to be. It's almost like an insult at a, in like a way when they say it, not that I take it as an insult, but it's the way they like project that. Right. It's almost saying like wanting to be different or wanting to change is, is like a bad thing. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Like act like I was when I was in high school still. And I think that's what the issue is for me because I'm such a people pleaser and I hate that about myself a lot. But it's also one of my best qualities. So, I mean, personally, it's I think it's personally one of my best qualities. But that also takes like a huge toll on me because I'm so worried about pleasing everybody that I forget to please myself. And I know I need to work on that. And I've always had this issue. And it, it like comes and goes. Like sometimes I like work on myself and like I'll be fine. And I'll remember that I'm not anybody's caretaker except for myself. But... I just struggle with wanting to be better, but also wanting to be better for other people. But I need to be better for myself, and I know that for a fact. Yeah, because you don't want to keep draining yourself for others. Mm-hmm. But, okay, that has, actually, that has actually been one of my lessons as a fellow people pleaser. But let me tell you this. We don't necessarily have to stop all this people pleasing. However, we should recognize... The importance of boundaries, knowing when to say no, or just knowing when you need to allow yourself that pure, peaceful, alone time. Mm-hmm. Or for others, you know, pure, peaceful time with others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely think another, like, one of my toxic traits is that if somebody looks down upon me or says something or if i like mess up anything any little mistake i make i will take it so hard and it will take me to the ground yeah and i need to stop doing that because i know 
I'm such a hypocrite because when people make mistakes, I'm just like, it's, it, it happens, it's okay. But I feel like as soon as I do it, it's just, it's not okay. It's like, I'm out of pocket. I'm like doing something totally wrong and out of character. And, and I'm sure that's because I'm so used to like within my immediate family, like being the person that helps everybody and wants to make things right. That's my trauma, you know, my childhood trauma. It was that what you would call it? basically yeah i'm like trying to do all these things and be this great person but i just don't feel it sometimes you know okay so with that as well truly acknowledge at least for me i have to acknowledge i mean i feel like we all deserve to acknowledge like the differences in the people who are in our lives if we're dealing with one thing from one person we don't always need to expect that from other friends. And I've learned that the only way you will maintain that pattern is if you keep projecting that attitude. Mm -hmm. So it's either you say yes to some people when you can and no to others when you can, or you say yes to everyone or you, and, or you say no to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just totally a yes <laughs> to everyone person. And, you know, sometimes I, I I don't care, you know. I don't, I really don't. Sometimes I don't care. And then sometimes I just, I don't even know how to shut off. Like, I don't know how to isolate myself. Like, you go through periods where you just isolate yourself from everybody. Yeah. I've tried that. I've tri I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I've tried to have, like, time for myself. But I cannot get away from my phone. And the only time I can get away from my phone is when I'm sleeping. Like, I've tried deleting, like social media apps so that I can just have some me time even on my days off where it's just like me and Josh and when it's just us it, it makes me feel a little more in tune with myself right but when I'm so connected and so um preoccupied preoccupied yeah it's it's so hard and sometimes I hate my phone <laughs> I just sometimes I just can't oh, I can almost not not find the time to not be on my phone because it's my only distraction from the world, but it's also the distraction of the world for me. And it makes me feel worse. Have you ever thought of picking and choosing? Like sometimes for me, I'll delete Twitter and still have Tumblr, YouTube. Mm -hmm. I love YouTube. If I could survive with only like one social media app, it would be. I think mine would probably be Instagram because you can just do so many things on there. Like I don't just like look at people's pictures. I also watch like the videos on Instagram. Right, right. I, I do too. At some point though, sometimes when I do have to delete Instagram for a bit, it's it's a self-conscious kind of thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we're in that digital age where your self-esteem is somehow nowadays determined by what you see when you scroll yeah i'm like it's i don't know phones are so <laughs> you ever tried a hobby <laughs> yeah i have so many like i have so many things but i just don't find time for it you know pace yourself too i mean you are running on a psychological clock mm -hmm. you are always thinking i mean this goes for everyone in this world mm -hmm. we're always thinking about work and our weekends and just needing to get all of this stuff done so that we can continue for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of us are giving a chance to be in the now. Mm -hmm. We're so worried about tomorrow. We're so hurt by yesterday. But what about now? I mm -hmm. feel like we are stretching ourselves thin with one foot in the future and one foot in the past. And in this last week, I've been reading more of my book it's called the power of now by Eckhart Tolle when you 
dedicate yourself to something that you are doing right now. Not your phone, not any of your addictions, but say that you're doing laundry or you're doing like some kind of task or whatever. Just focus on that stuff. And if you start to notice your mind wandering, it wouldn't hurt to attempt to bring your attention back because the more you allow yourself to think about that kind of stuff, you can either get sad or you can get angry or depressed or hurt. But, you know, there's a time and place when to finally give yourself a chance to just like feel it, throw throw it out into the light and not let it define you. But also knowing that you are who you are now. Whatever you did back then doesn't define you. You deserve to go at your own pace to pay attention to your inner being because when you strip off all of these layers of like social conditioning and everything that your family told you, you begin to see the parts of you that doesn't make up your human, but it makes up your soul. How do you feel about that? I'm not putting pressure on you. I just, I want you to feel better. No, yeah, you're you're right. I know know a lot of people go through this in their lives and it's not i know it's not just me and i know a lot of people have a hard time finding themselves and or even being able to just be who they are you know um i know it's super hard but i know i I know i'm gonna get through it here's some wisdom for you (laughs) why do we need to find ourselves if who we truly are is within true you know that's what i'm I know that I'm getting better and I know I'm healing from any trauma that I have because I can feel it. And I I know it's so weird to say, but, you know, when you're trying to be better or when you know your life is going in a certain way, in, in like a good way, is when things kind of hit you really hard. Okay, so with that, <laughs> let's say it again. I learned that when you go through those good times enjoy them for what they are Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. in the current moment that you are living in enjoy them because you don't need to build that expectation that it's going to be like that tomorrow Mm -hmm. even if you don't expect it to be like that tomorrow doesn't mean it's automatically going to go to shite Mm -hmm. maybe it'll like calm a little bit but you deserve to feed yourself as much positive energy as you can regardless of what is happening outside of you mm-hmm. or happening outside to you you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. like basically you know we are a, a very three-dimensional society we are we constantly look for things outside of us mm-hmm. for that happiness and satisfaction yeah and i feel like the world is changing so much that i feel like i want to change with the world but I can't. And I know that's okay. Of course, because the world will change with you. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it's my world and we're all just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my world and... Yeah, it's f- weird here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, everything will come into place. You know, shout out to my angels. I see y'all. I see y'all. Uh, my angel numbers always popping up. Amen. Shout out to my angels, shout out to my nanai, my tatai. Did you know that when you see angel numbers, it's not about the thought that comes after. It's about the thought before it. So before I speak it, my angel's are already talking to me? 
say that it's 2.20 and you are with Josh and all of a sudden you start talking about your mom like, oh yeah, my mom's at work or something. Da, 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 da. And then it's 2.22. Give your mom a call. Check up on her. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, I don't know. I, I've been seeing a lot of angel numbers. So I really do feel like the pain that I feel or the hurt that I feel within myself is just a step into me getting to where I want to be. Cave Mel, from here on out, now that you are bringing it to the light, you can't stop from here. You Mm -hmm. have to keep opening up about it to people you trust. You have to keep, I don't know, writing about it, acknowledging it, coming to peace with it in ways that you feel most comfortable with. And don't forget to forgive. Forgive yourself too. Mm -hmm. And with forgiving, I learned that, yeah, let's go back to it. You don't have to have that person in front of you it's as long as you don't want to hold on to any more internal bitterness anger and hatred Mm -hmm. because whatever you might be feeling towards someone is essentially how you could be feeling towards yourself facts empathy the secret of empathy is maybe they weren't so ill-intentioned about it yeah yeah i i think about that a lot actually I do I do think about that a lot <laughs> because it's true. You know, in the moment, you feel a kind of way about what people have done or what you have done. And then uh, you see it in a different light once you give yourself a chance to really uh, analyze what happened. Just, you know, don't think too much about it, but also include your heart. But if any of you are also feeling this way, you will get through it. I hope you do. And... Uh, Everything will be okay. I agree. You want to take a break? Let's take a break. Heart is so confused because it's two places at once. My heart is two places at once. Two places at once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow, that was some gnarly break we had, huh? That was hella good. We killed that. It's like we wrote the song. Shout out to Tori Kelly. We've been devoted fans for a little over 10 years now because I think we watched the Rocketeer video. I think it came out in 2009. Here we go. Come with me. She's so good. Guys, if you don't know who Tori Kelly is, you are missing out. Yeah, you're dumb. (laughs) Shout out to... The one true artist I find myself completely standing, even though I don't know what the stand name is. T. Kells, because it's all about him. him, him, him. What? <laughs> <laughs> so since we're on the topic of 2021, and it looks like this is what our episode's going to be about, what do you feel like is going to come out of 2021, especially with the pandemic? Not blowing over, but kind of uh, slowly... You know, dying down. You think? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's just because the media stopped talking about it so much. Boom, the media. (laughs) I don't know if it's just because it's not as talked about as it used to be or just because everybody's getting the vaccine. But I guess I'm very optimistic and hopeful that we're not going to go back to normal, but maybe get a little better. You know, start getting a little more traffic into Las Vegas, maybe another states and countries as well you know maybe not career-wise but just something that you 
hope will come out of this. Maybe something positive. Like I personally think in 2021 with the pandemic that maybe in the middle of this year or maybe towards the end of this year, we're going to stop wearing masks. You know, Mel, I'm sorry. That's a loaded question. Well, I'm okay. Well, personally, I don't know. I've kind of been not putting so much pressure on the worries of the future just because I am in this constant flux between like pessimism and realism. And when I do try to get positive, I try to be a little more practical about it. So really, my hope for 2021 is that humanity has a clearer idea on what to do. And I am not, let the record show that I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a picky vaxxer. Until I begin to feel a lot more confidence in our vaccines, I personally don't mind staying at home for a little longer, especially because with the personal goals and aspirations I have, I can definitely work at home and, you know, give myself enough time to look at the media and just see what everyone has to say regarding, like, any vaccines later on. Give me some, I don't know, more comfort and maybe some options. You know, I love capitalism. I want to be able to choose my vaccine and I want to be able to choose the one that will also uh, fight against the the variant strains. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of like where my mind has been leaning, honestly. Very strange of you to say that you love capitalism. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you heard the, the bit of sarcasm in it. <laughs> it's funny because I was super scared of the vaccine. And um, obviously I did it. And I almost felt like obligated to do it, even though it's it's a choice. You know, my it's my decision to do the vaccine and whatever happens from there is based off of what I chose to do, you know, but being able to I I don't want to say it like that, but having the being as lucky as I have been during this pandemic to have dodged covid the way that I have. Same. I'm very sure that maybe I would have been okay without the vaccine because of how many times I've been in contact with COVID and, you know, luckily very blessed that I haven't gotten it because I know so many people who have. So probably I didn't maybe necessarily need it as much as other people probably do. But the way that I saw it was even though I was afraid to get it, I know in some way, somehow, in my own personal opinion, that it was the right thing to do. The less people we have to worry about getting COVID, the better I see the state of the world. Okay. Oh, yeah. I support you for getting the vaccine. Yeah, I hope it wasn't just something that people got, some placebo thing that people created. Could you imagine? Yeah, just to stop the panic in the world. Oh, my gosh. This is... Okay, this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, cuz imagine there's so many things in the world that we don't we don't know about. We don't. In 2021, I've learned so much about the world that I feel like I never knew before. Yeah, 2021, like okay, I I knew I always knew we looked stupid to the rest of the world. That's why 2021 for me has been just more self-awareness and not being so caught up in the ego that is the United States right now and just realize that I just deserve to be more aware 
I think we all deserve to be like, we need to be more aware, just more aware. How about that? Just more aware of anything and everything, as long as it's the truth. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because we so badly want to go back to normal. I feel like some people would just do absolutely anything for this to just end finally. And sometimes I feel that way, too. I'm like, if getting the vaccine means being able to see my friends again, being able to see my family without having to worry about travel restrictions or having to do this and that before I get to go, then that's why I feel like the vaccine was almost an obligation because I because I am a I was a COVID idiot. I am a COVID idiot. No, you no. I mean, that's a really good point to make, especially because we freaking traveled to Hawaii mm-hmm. in December mm-hmm. of 2020 and 2019. 2019. I mean. Honestly, I think we, we yeah, maybe we were cutting it close a little, but we made it just in time Yeah, <laughs> to get like, back home. The first COVID case in the U.S. was in January when we came back. Yeah, just about, frick, our family coming to town in March, just and then leaving just a week before. Everything shut down. Everything. But, but yeah, especially if, you know, we have to travel to see our family, the vaccine does feel like the most responsible choice especially if you want to keep doing that yeah it's almost like a gateway drug (laughs) (laughs) a gateway to travel yeah i mean i don't know as much as i want everything to go back to normal it almost feels selfish sometimes because you know i get this opportunity to now i have this opportunity to like travel more because i'm getting the vaccine and it almost just doesn't seem fair I don't know why, but it almost just doesn't seem fair. Well, I mean, you just have to acknowledge that it's a privilege for you to get the vaccine right now. Yeah, definitely. It it is a privilege, but it's also it's it's just also scary. Everything's just so uncertain. Yeah, but you don't have to drown in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little peak is okay, but don't throw yourself off into the uncertainty and and just lose yourself in that panic you know you don't deserve that yeah i'm just tired of being scared yeah to go outside i don't blame you and you know i actually don't mind the mask honestly i do not mind the mask i don't know what's so hard about it Mm -hmm. for other people but i don't mind it at all and if it means protecting the people around me and protecting myself then i there's nothing to be worried about yeah i've been double masking indeed and Oh, gosh. I I just double mask when I work, double mask when I go out, and then stay home otherwise. It's like the extra precautions are really good, but I guess the feeling of almost being guaranteed to not get sick just feels... That's where the fear lies. Yeah, because what if I still get sick, you know? I mean, that's how you're going to feel with any vaccine or with anything, like even getting sick, the flu or something. Yeah, I'd say so. Of course. That's how it works. It's just, this honestly just sucks. And COVID made me realize how disgusting people are. Chill. I know. I know. Like the amount of people that don't wash their hands. Okay, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. (laughs) And isn't it strange how it took the pandemic for companies to realize they needed to have hand sanitizer everywhere for people? Um... Yeah, that's a little sad, I'd say. It's almost like really sad that this pandemic had to remind people that being clean meant being safe. That's crazy because that's how it's been all of our lives. 
Yeah, because think about it. When you're at a restaurant, how often do you feel inclined to just start eating your food without washing your hands? Yeah, uh, these days, like, even if I don't wash my hands, like, I at least want to drown my... Or, honestly, even if sometimes I don't wash my hands, I'll still drown them in sanitizer. Yeah, or when you're at home, you know, you, you don't feel like you need to take those extra steps like when you're out in public oh god but i mean i was already a germaphobe going into covid and i don't know i i just feel like a maniac sometimes but i I do make sure that i take those steps especially working in foods like wiping your phone every night when you come home oh i wipe my yeah i don't wipe my phone every night maybe Mm -hmm. like once a week or something when the pandemic first happened i had like this whole like sanitizing routine (laughs) nice but then it just got so like much like i remember when everything first happened anytime i went to the store you know mask on i never was the glove type i never put gloves on i want to i don't know just for i know my parents always like if you're gonna go to the store wear gloves like when the pandemic first happened yeah but it was like shower before you go to the store when you come home change all your clothes shower again just so you're clean and make to make sure that the the um the virus the virus <laughs> wasn't like around you and it's like so, i um used to lysol my car like every day anytime wow. i had other people inside i'd spray lysol in it and it's just it, it's not that it was too much work it just almost felt it was tedious not gonna lie yeah it, it just almost felt like like did it did it actually work you know does it actually work because there's also this there's also like a saying or not a saying but there's also like a study you know, I don't even quote me on this, but I read something or somebody might have told me I did some I heard something about this. But the more cleaning products that you use over time, the less it starts working. Yes. Let's talk about this. Ninety nine point ninety nine percent of bacteria being wiped off by a Lysol wipe or you know some antibacterial wipe. I learned that point. What is it? Zero zero one or zero 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 one. I have no idea. But one of those, just that that, or just that point zero zero one of bacteria, will always be there, and that's going to be the dominant vi- or like the dominant bacteria, the dominant germ, and that one's just going to keep multiplying. So you have to be careful how many times you wipe it with those antibacterial wipes because you're essentially creating like a super germ. And it's so, I don't know, even when you, like, clean, let's just say, like, at home or at work, you you get your sanitizer spray, you spray it on the counter, you wipe the to- you wipe it with a towel. What do you do with the towel? Do you grab a whole new one so you can wipe the other surface? You're using the same towel to wipe a different surface, so generally you're moving each germ to a different side. <laughs> right? Well, that's the like, thing. I don't want to overthink this, but even sometimes I feel like, well, if the cleaning solution is still on the rag and i wiped it doesn't that mean it killed the germs so i can use it on another surface yeah but then where did the germs go like on the rag right no i don't know honestly i hope i i wanted to hope that they died but now you have me thinking and now and then i think about that with like hand sanitizer too it's like you put hand sanitizer on you touch the counter now you have to put hand sanitizer (laughs) on again because you just touch the counter and it's dirty. Oh, yeah. At that point, I'm just like, it's my fucking house. I don't give a shit. Or when, um, oh, that. let's just say, like, you have pens at your job or something. You wipe down the pen. 
But then when you put it back in the cup, you're using your hand to like put it back in the cup. <laughs> okay, you know what? How about we take one more break? <laughs> All right. All right, Mel. I'm going to take us talking about the mundane global panini stresses as a sign that it's time to sign off. But before we do, is there anything else we want to tell our audience? 2021 is going to be the year of recovery. All right. 2020 sucked. Okay. And we're all going to get through this. Indeed. I agree. Which is something I feel like I say every episode that we're going to get through this. And if you think I'm a liar, I probably am. No, that's the that's the optimism we actually need. Yeah. Forget realism. Let's be optimistic for once. You know, it's so sad living in a world where negativity is the norm. <laughs> Sounds like your world. <laughs> Sounds like my world and I'm just living in it. But it's great to be back doing the podcast. Feels great to just able to speak and talk our truth to say what's honestly on our minds and i hope that we can continue doing this for as long as we can yeah yeah i think this was an appropriate episode to begin the year with yeah next episode let's get back in routine and get that generator that list picker whatever and just choose three topics for us to blabber on about and we're gonna do this for as long as until you guys start submitting topics for us. And if you guys want to submit your own topics, please reach out to us on Instagram where we are most active. We will collect and use them for the generator in future episodes. And if your topic doesn't get chosen, don't worry. It will keep getting resubmitted until we use it. Nice, nice. So yeah, please check me out on Instagram. My name is Sixrad. S-I-X-R-A-D. Sixrad. And mine is at Melanie Ambita, not B as in dog. <laughs> so just hit us up on there or any other social media that you have us. But mainly Instagram is where you'll find us more active, as I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll have that. Uh, we'll have our own Instagram for the, for the show. Yeah, we're working on, like we said, we're working on getting a routine and starting back up. So... Bear with us if you are fans of the podcast because we love doing this, honestly. We love speaking and talking about things that we like and we do we do see the feedback and we love the feedback that we get from everybody and we greatly appreciate the time that everybody spends not only listening to our podcast but also promoting it. Yeah, so please stick around, stay tuned because we're just getting started. Stay tuned, stay safe, and we hope you can hear from us again. And remember, folks, in the state of Nevada, you're completely safe when you're smoking in your place. I'm Brad. And I'm Mel. And this has been Spoken, Spoken to, to Your, your Taste. taste.